Hey everyone, this is Ian Hansen here at the Squadcast Studios. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to play the first part of the live show that Tony and I did on Saturday. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good conversation, a lot of good ideas. I loved it. Um, the goal is to do it at least once a month, but we're going to push for two to three times a month uh, doing a live show. The Source is happy to have us whenever, so he will most likely either be at The Source or we're going to be trying some other shops. Um, the live show covers so much information. It's so It was so much fun. So, yeah, guys, I'm going to play the first 45 here, give or take. Um, I would play the whole thing, but it, it got it's over two hours long, and I'm just going to break it down to small parts. I'll release the next part two on Wednesday. So, without further ado, guys, here's the first part of the live show. Live, love, comics. It worked. Awesome. Nice. Um, welcome to the first uh, Squadcast live show here at The Source in Roseville. Um, sitting next to Tony Meyer. Meyer? Meyer? Maher. Maher. <laughs> See, I learned something today. I learned how to say his name, which I just still can't pronounce. Oh, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. So, um, like I said, my name's Ian Hansen. I'm Tony. And um, we're here at uh, The Source, rocking out. Um, took us a little bit to get set up. Our microphone was being a pain in the ass, and um, I was being procrastinating because of my nerves. So we're going to jump right into looking around. Um, if you've never been to The Source, it's huge, and we're at the back table. It's called the Sands Table. Um, we're able to see a bunch of the gamers right now. There's like Pokemon, D&D, and other tabletops, and a uh, few people buying comics on the back wall. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, this is my first time in here, and it's oh, really? yeah, it's probably one of the biggest comic shops I've probably I'm ever been in. Pretty sure it's the biggest one in Minnesota. I, that um, doesn't surprise me. I think I was talking to somebody one day, and they're like, it does one percent of the world's comic sales. Oh my god! Which is <laughs> that's insane. It's a small number, but once you think about like of the world, that's huge. Right. Um. So. But yeah, this is your first time being here. Yeah, I oh, have yeah. no idea. I've heard of, I've heard this place so many times, but I've just never bothered. I used to live right down the road. Really? This was no the way. first comic book shop I went to when I moved to the cities. That's awesome. I lived on like Hamlet and Minnehaha, and um, Rachel showed me this place. I think the first time I was ever here was a free comic book day. Okay. And it was awesome. Um, super weird though. Like in my head, I had comic book shops as like this tiny little hole in the wall, like Uncle Sven's. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Uh, no, I haven't. It's literally like the size of this table. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's tiny, and it's um, affiliated with the source. Okay. And uh, it's like their sister shop. But um, it literally, like, I came here, I was like, oh, my God, this is... This place is huge. This is huge. <laughs> I was so taken back, and it was packed because it was free comic book day. Right. And that's when I met Christopher jo uh, Christopher David Jones, the artist. Okay. And then I got some art from him, but I met, also met my friend Anthony Hari. Oh, okay. Yep. He's on our page, and yep. like I show him a lot of his artwork and stuff on the page a lot. Um, and we hung out, kind of talked with him a lot. I bought a lot of his artwork that day. Uh huh. And um, we became friends ever since then. But yeah, like this place has a lot of meaning. So I figured, why not the best place to do our first show? Right. Would be at a place like the Source. Speaking of free comic book day, have you looked at this stuff that's coming? It's I saw the. Chapter House with yeah, the Captain Canuck. Kind of, yeah, that's going to be um, good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't really know if I want them to change who Captain Canuck is, because I love that character, but right. I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I haven't seen anything else. Uh, I, saw, I saw an Avengers issue. I'm not, I'm not sure what it's going to focus on, so we'll see. Should be good, though. 
most likely. Um, did you go last year? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. I came here, always, and then I went to Hot Comics in New Hope. Okay, okay. Hot Comics in New Hope has, like, they just do tables. Uh-huh. They have books sitting on the tables, and you can just grab it. But um, this place does bags. Really? They, like, the whole back window table is just lined up, and um, they just hand them out. Oh, that's kids' bag or adult bag. That's actually pretty efficient. And then they have they always bring like artists or creators, local artwork here. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Hari is a big one that's always generally here. A lot of time, Christopher David Jones is here. Uh, Otis Frampton, I believe his name is. He has some really cool kid books with uh, alphabet, like A is for our bark or not our bark, but our bark. Mm-hmm. Like the it's a trap, right, dude, <laughs> um, and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, so I, uh, I've been, yeah, I'm coming here. But, so, where did you go last year? Did you say you did? Or no. I uh, I think I did. did you, yeah. yeah. Where'd you go? I. Like, where's your shop? I go to. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the name. <laughs> I go there every day. I don't have a brain fog, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Mindsai, Mindsai Comics. Ah, uh, the new one. Bloomington. Yeah. How is that new shop? It's it's a lot smaller than the Egan one. I love the Egan one. It, it was so big, and it had a nice selection of like back comics and everything too. And what they were the whatnot. greatest people there too. Is yeah. it the same owners or yeah. you? Uh, it's a different owner, but it's the same people who are working oh, there. Oh, that's amazing. From the, from the I, Egan location. I know I share a lot of their stuff on our page, uh, the uh, Minnesota Comics front page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been to the new location. I talked to them before they opened. Okay. Because I wanted to do something there. Right. And. Um, I just haven't had the chance, which Bloomington's so close to me, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's like 10 minutes away. But um, I was so bummed, sad when they closed, because when I lived in St. Paul, I would drive there all the time as like something to do on my days off. Right. But they had the best quarter bits. Oh, oh yeah. Like it was under that table. Which I'm so, I haven't seen a like with I'm any sure quarter bins, but... I, dude, they're hard to find now. Yeah, they really are. Like, Unless you go to like cons or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but they had the best quarter bins. I picked up, like, the Wiring and, wiring and Gyre, mm-hmm. the Batman book, okay. Kevin Smith and um, Walt Flanagan from Comic Men. Right. I picked up, like, four issues out of the quarter bin there. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of others that were just beautiful work. A lot of, like, Gotham Central. Not Gotham, yeah, Gotham Central books. Okay. Um, almost the entire run was there. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't think I picked up all of them. I think I was at the moment in my life I was picking up select issues or like cover wise I was on that kind of mode right and so I just only got those but like so many books that I grabbed from there and it's kind of it was very sad when they closed I'm glad they're open now I'm glad yes. that they're, they're business is still thriving and whatnot yeah so um where were we at before that free combo deck yeah so sorry we're gonna probably jump around a lot guys um just because my brain does that and um, new topics to figure out what's going on. But um, so for comic days, so did you, what was your favorite book last year? Oh, uh, I don't have to remember what even came out last year for free comic book day. Um, let's see. Uh, was it Wonder Woman? No, Wonder Woman was two years ago. Yeah. No, was it two years ago already? I think so. I just so, found yeah. that book in my old car. Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember to be quite honest. Nice. <laughs> you, you get to a point where you pick up so many comic books that you just you lose track. Right. <laughs> um. So I don't remember either what came out, but um, 
I went when I saw Jamie last year. Mm -hmm. I went over to his place. And there's a really cool picture somewhere of me, like sitting on the back of like 30 long boxes. Uh -huh. But um, he's got so many comments, I loved it. Uh, amazing guy. He was supposed to actually be here, uh -huh. um, but he couldn't make it. Like, well, he, not supposed to be here was, was a hard thing, but like he wanted to be here. Right. Um, and if he would have been here, I would have had to take the day off of work because we would have still been here chatting because the dude is incredibly well knowledge. He's like a walking comic book encyclopedia. He really is. <laughs> it's amazing. Every once in a while you just gotta throw him a weird question. It's hilarious. But um so he gave me I met, I couldn't find I think it was last year. I uh -huh. couldn't find the Chapter House books, The Invasion and Captain Canuck. Right. And he had extras so he gave them to me. Mm -hmm. Oh um, nice. They're so good. The Invasion series was that book was incredibly good to read. So but yeah, so mine's Eye for um, Combo Day. Yep. Um, what else did we jump to? Mine's Eye. What other shops do you go to? I, I actually go to Hot Comics in New Hope. Do you? Like, every once in a while. I suppose you go to Plymouth a lot often, don't you? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's over in Plymouth, so yeah. on occasion I stop by and pick up a back issue or two or something. Literally, so I live on 42nd Ave, and then... How Comics is on Winnetka and like 36. Yeah, yep. So close. Oh, that's it's so like nice. It's like five minutes away. That's with, so nice. With stoplights. So I don't have to drive far and it's awesome. Right. <laughs> but this sort of seems to be my pull shop. Like this used to be my, any place that I have my comic pull list mm -hmm. is I consider my local comic shop. Okay. Um, this used to be mine. And then once I moved over in Robbinsdale area, I went, found Hot Comics and uh -huh. that just became my shop. Okay. Okay. As much as I love this place, I don't want to drive 30 minutes every time. I want a comic. Right. So. Uh, have, you, have you ever been to comic, comic book college yet? No, I haven't. And oh, I, that place is amazing. And I, no, it's not. I, I used to work near it. Okay. Like, where is that exactly? Like, is that. That's a. Uh, yeah, it's right off of a uh, 35W area. Okay. Right so, yeah, I used to work really close to it. Okay. But uh, I just never make it because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. But, um,. I hear great things. Yeah. A lot oh, yeah. of people on the page go there. Yeah. Uh, I was there last weekend, actually. So I was looking for a uh, Nova two, 2007 one. I'm just missing the issues number seven and eight. Okay. So I was going to I was gonna pick them up. I was so close to picking them up. Issue set, issue eight is the first appearance of Cosmo, the, the uh, space dog. With like the new version or in general? I think in general. Okay. It's been a while since I read the issue, but 20 bucks for the issue. I was like, oh. It's, but I know someday I'm going to get it recently. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to build the collection, though. Right. And my guess is you either got the books at the other books at cover price or like lower for right. the most part. Mm -hmm. If it's the last issue you really need, and maybe try to find it somewhere else. Right. But if you can't, like, maybe talk to the shop a little bit and see if you can work out a deal. Yeah, I mean, I have all the initial, like, early bit of the run. It's just seven and eight that I just need at this point to cover it. Yeah. I need to get back into collecting runs. Um, I'm really bad at it. Um, new runs I've been getting. Um, I think when I when I moved down here in like 2012. 2013 is really when I started collecting again. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the first book I bought here was the Green Lantern issue 12. Okay. Of the new 52. And I have, I bought every other Green Lantern book at that, after that, the Red Lanterns, up to like 30. Mm -hmm. And then I had to stop buying Green Lanterns because I was poor. Right. And there was like four books out at the same time. Oh. So I switched to like the Flash and like one other book. 
there's just something so satisfying about collecting runs. Oh, it's so good. Because then you can just, like, even if I don't read the book right away, mm-hmm. like, Mr. Miracle, mm-hmm. I bought six books. Mm-hmm. And then I read six books at a time. Right. And you're just like, I need the next issue. And with the new Crisis at Hero and Crisis series, mm-hmm. have you read that yet? No, I should though, because I know the crossover in Flash and Batman recently I, took I need, place because of the events of yeah. that. So. I hear it's, like, I've read, I'm up to four. Okay. Because that's the last time I went to the comic shop. Okay. And um, so I'm, I need to, I obviously need to catch up. And get the rest of them on like seven now. Right. But like, I'm gonna just wait till they do their. I think it's like a nine issue run. Okay. I'm just probably gonna wait. Maybe or the next time I'm sure my pull list has them. Uh huh. I might wait to read it. Okay. Because I read for the four issues and I wanted more right away. Right. And there wasn't more, mm-hmm. and I was angry. I think uh, I think Doomsday Clock is finally wrapping up after a whole year of I issues. Just uh, I haven't read any of it. I know about it, and I it doesn't take place like from the direct effects of the end of the New Fifty Two. So is that what I heard right? I've like read a few issues of it. It's supposed to cover up, oh not cover up. Uh, it's supposed to clear up some answers and que- I mean questions about sure. rebirth and whatnot. Yeah. So um, definitely a trade back. I'm gonna pick up. Uh, Whenever that comes out. Awesome. We have people waving at us. It's a podcast. <laughs> you actually have to talk. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going. Good. We had a late start because the mic wasn't working. But it happens. <laughs> so, we are discussing Doomsday Clock and Rebirth. Would you like to put in your two cents? Right? I have most of those issues. Really good. Also, who can draw or have better handwriting than I do? I don't know. Can you make me a little poster that says hi? This is Squadcast. Also, it's a podcast, so you have to say hi. So I said hi. This is the You can do a new page. Okay. So, um, where were we? Uh, do. Doomsday Clock, yeah. So whenever that comes out on a trade, definitely pick it up. It's probably going to be a pretty pricey trade given it's like 12 issues. I'll probably be in the range of like 16 to 20, is oh. my guess. Okay. Because that's what they kind of been doing with trades. If it's like the first volume trade, mm-hmm. like in a big run like the Rebirth, I think like first volumes have been like 13 bucks. Okay. And then second, or like 16. Okay. Unless you do hardcover. Which I feel like if I get when I get Doomsday Clock, because that's what I've just been waiting for is the trade back. Right. We'll probably I'll probably just buy the hardcover because it seems like a book that you want. Right. Um, so I did see there's a um, there's an article on Facebook I read. I think Comic Book News posted it. Okay. I try to source things like when I find them on a different site or something. I've been trying to be like, oh yeah, I got it from here. Mm-hmm. But um, what was I saying? Um, Guy Garner, it's a like a panel of Guy Garner hitting Doctor Manhattan. Oh man! <laughs> and then first of all, I was like, Wait, how would you want to try this? I just wanted to say hi, come jump, like come join us, Squadcast. Oh. Okay, gotcha. My bad. <laughs> you okay? Sorry, I'm watching somebody draw right now. <laughs> the pressure is on. It's on. Uh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be cut. You can use as many pages as you need. I know it's. 
It doesn't have to be nice. It just has to be basic, like even stick drawing. Like hi. Oh. Just because my like my handwriting is so bad. Um. So anyway, um. I'm gonna get the tray back, but yeah, it has a panel of Guy Gardner hitting Doctor Manhattan. Which one? I don't know how that's possible. Right. I know he's a Green Lantern, but like. Dr. Manhattan. I, I honestly like, don't know how powerful Dr. Manhattan is, so I kind like of... You think Thanos is strong with the Infinity Gauntlet? Like, oh, man. the dude just has to think of it. He made, like, if you, like, you saw the Watchmen movie, right? Uh, I saw, like, the first he 10 minutes. He made oxygen on Mars, <laughs> so he could have a conversation with somebody. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty man. sure he does in the book, too. I haven't read Watchmen for a while. But, like, I'm sure somebody on, like, who's gonna be listening to this is like, you idiot, study da. But anyway, um... So, the dude is just can think of it, basically, oh, and it just happens. Oh wow! He's a beast, like just breaks himself down, uh, and just can rebuild. It's oh, just wow. ridiculous. That's, that is insane. He's super strong. Um, but uh, so I mean, it's interesting to see how that happens. Uh huh. And why? Like we all know, Gardner's got like an attitude and like a temper, but like, oh yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> see, I used to follow comic book news, but. Once the site started giving spoilers to issues, then I stopped reading them. Yeah, because I'm like, no thanks. I'll stop, like, I'll, I'll peek the headline, or like, but I'm like, I know, if I'm not going to read the book, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't going to read any um, spoilers about Mr. Miracle, because that book is a suspense book. Yeah, oh like, yeah. You're reading, like, what is happening. Right. So I didn't want to, like, jump to any, I didn't want to spoil, like, what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And stuff like that, so... Um, I've been waiting and stuff, and I think I still have to like read the last issue. Okay. But I'm excited to see what everyone else thinks on the page because it is such that weird, bizarre book. Right. Um, I recommend picking it up if you haven't. You have to, once again, you have to say things because yeah. nobody knows your head's not. No, that's fair. Also, <laughs> yes, introduce I should yourself. Pick that up. I'm Caleb, I'm Ian's nephew. He's also, also on a <laughs> member of the Minnesota Comic page. Um, so, as you've been noticing, we're talking about the Doomsday Clock yeah. and stuff like that. Have you read or seen anything about I have that? not, actually. Um, Since the only comic book we have is, you know, that's open when I go to Duluth. doesn't have any of the books that I wanted. Harsh. So. Well, we are at the source. And as you see, there's about 75 everything. feet of comics. <laughs> Yeah, over yeah that's awesome, dude. Great hat, by the way. It's a cool, cool one. <laughs> um, so, let's see, where were we at now? Um, anyway, so, we're at 17. I have my notepad with all my information's on there. So, um, now we're going to get into, let's see, we covered the workshop you go to and workshop I go to for Comic Day. Mm -hmm. A little bit of that. Um, what, so, I'm going to might as well ask you now, um, mm -hmm. what was... Um, how old were you when you got into comics? Oh boy. Um, so I think I was about, I think I was seven and I was, got a trade paperback of a Spider-Man called uh, Pain Time. Okay. Uh, I don't know where in the Marvel uh, Prime Universe it took place, but uh, my brother, my twin actually, he got a trade of uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man, which both very good issues. and. Uh, I read that. I, I read that a lot growing up. It uh, wasn't until actually a few years ago um, I got some 
old, like, vintage 70s Spider-Man comics from my late uncle who collected comics. Very nice. So, um, and then, after, oh, it was around August of 2016, I started actually collecting with the rebirth of Aquaman, Batman, Deathstroke, uh, Captain Marvel, which, uh, Jamie, if you're listening to this later, I picked up Captain Marvel number one. But uh, I would love to get those two issues from you so I can frame I, them. I was supposed to bring them to you last time I went up. Oh, no, that's if okay, dude. If I would have thought about it, I would have had him grab them. Oh, that's totally fine. I'm going to get them signed anyway at a con so I can get them framed Fair and whatnot. Enough. So, What yeah. con are you getting those signed at? Uh, probably Galaxy Con. Oh, yeah. Is the plan. Yeah. Well, might as well ask you as well, Caleb. How old were you when you had a comic? My dad was always, you know, into comics, yeah. so I was kind of born into it. You were. So. You really were. Too. <laughs> yeah. I never really had to, like, go out and seek getting into comics because it was just a yeah. household. Yeah. Yeah. You and my dad were always. Yeah. Good um, I think when I was, I don't remember the age I was, but at some time, because um, we grew up in a town, like you still live there, kind of. Um, there is no comic book shop. Yeah, for like two, two hours, hours is the closest one, but like the grocery store used to have comics, and the drugstore yeah. used to have comics. It used to be a drugstore. Um, <laughs> then it burned down. And yeah, but even before that, that one sucked. <laughs> like before that, it was like it was a little bit better, and um, there was always a, there wasn't much. There was like I think every once in a while they had like Superman or a Batman book. Mm. They had like Archie and you know all those type books and Sonic and stuff. And I used to get Sonic books because video game Sonic. Yeah, you know, right. it just clicked. <laughs> but um, that and but you know I had a few and then I had like our, the post office every once in a while I used to give out comics. Like they had a stamp comic book collection oh, really? thing. And I still have it. Like I have it box and board. I have like two or three copies of it now. I have my original one that's on my comic rack. But um, so that was my first thing and that was like that. But then. Like, I grew up with Batman the Animated Series was on when I was a kid. Justice League the Animated Series, Batman Beyond. So that really helped getting into more comic books and stuff like that. But um, I didn't get into collecting comics until I moved down here. Yeah. Like 2012, which we covered earlier. Because, I mean, you were at my old house. Like, it's five minutes away. Right. So we were able to do that. Um, seeing that we're on Caleb, um, do you have, like, a favorite artist or writer team? Or anything like that? You know, not particularly. I've not gotten to really spend much time getting to form an opinion on it since I don't really have an option to collect comics. But since I'll be going down to Duluth next year and I'll be like five minutes away from comics, you'll be able to really focus on different Yeah, so I'm getting excited for that. So the moment you're mainly just focused on issues that you like? Yeah, just heroes I like and stories I like and things. Do, do any of you know if they still do mail subscriptions? I don't think they do. They don't? Okay. Because I'm pretty sure Jamie would be on that. Okay. Because he has to go to Duluth to get his books. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I know they used to, like, a long time ago, like, you can see it in old comics. Like, get your mailing list right, right. from DC Comics. If they did that, I would have... They should, like, with all with the age of subscriptions... Right. They, you think they would bring that back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yet... Then we wouldn't be going to the source. We're we wouldn't right. be going to Hot Comics yeah, or College Comic. That's true. Col- what is that? Comic of College. Thank you. I was right the first time I was saying that I second guessed myself. I feel it would be nice, though, for like people like Caleb who comic shops yeah, are like yeah. two hours away. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, you would think. Right, and the only one that's open doesn't. Have I guess any you could technically do digital. I could. You could. Like, right, but there's just something about having it there. Right. You know, I collecting like those long boxes, slowly watching your short box or your half a short box go to like three and a half, four long boxes in <laughs> like a week. Um, but yeah, so that is definitely a thing that happens. But um, let's see. Do you have a t- favorite team? Uh, or fam- an artist in general or a writer? Uh, my favorite from? has been Kelly Sue DeConnick. She's been doing the current Aquaman one, and she actually did the uh, Captain Marvel way back in 2014, yeah. which is I'm pretty sure I covered actually, her on the page once. Yeah, she was she was one of the first uh, artists who did the trade that I picked up like as an adult, or whatnot. Nice. I picked up a little, uh, not a little, a few digital comics back in college. And whatnot, just to test the water with like Daredevil and Captain Marvel. So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. My favorite um, has always been Neil Adams and Dennis O'Neill. Okay. Um, it's an older one for sure, but um, I'm not 100 sure why. Even like maybe because I've listened to so many podcasts or like with Neil Adams mm-hmm. and different things with Neil Adams that I'm like. I, like the dude's incredible his story is amazing we won't get into that right now but like his artwork is great and then Dennis O'Neill's writing was amazing but right. is amazing uh-huh. and um their run on the Green Arrow Green Lantern their 14 run that they did 14 right. issue run is some of the most iconic story in comic history right like I think it was 80, issue 85 where Speedy's undercover shooting up heroin oh wow like during the comic book code er- like era, yeah, it's insane that they got away with it. Yeah, the censorship and everything. Um, yeah. So, and the issues that they covered, including John Stewart and like the inner city crime and like the racism and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always really enjoyed that. Plus, they're just books seem you can read it today and still feel current. Like same mm-hmm. issues are happening. It's just a really it, we're a great team. Mm-hmm. We worked on a bunch of other stuff together too. But Neil Adams has always been my favorite artist. Right. Um, now, you gotta throw like Jim Lee in there. Oh, yeah. Todd McFarlane. Tom King and whatnot. Oh, you know, and other writers like Scott Snyder and Greg Capriello. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my team. God. Like, Have you ever heard the, like, the beginning of their story? No. Like how they, like, Scott Snyder just came from like award winning writer uh-huh. and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And. He wrote every part, like his panels or pages and stuff. And yeah, Gabriel was like, "Just give me what you want, yeah, and I'll, I'll draw whatever." <laughs> like, I don't, I need like a sentence. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so there was like conflict back and forth at first and stuff. I guess like Craig told him off at one time. And have you ever seen the picture of him? Like, no, it's a buff dude. Oh man. And um, so I guess they kind of like had a little bit, but like they turned out to be the best. They had Batman for a whole long. Like, yeah, right. 100 issues or I don't think it was that much, but like, they ran from New 52 pretty much until Rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> and Snyder's still doing, I think, dabbles in Batman, but okay. Tom King now, I think, is writing. Yeah, King, yep. So, it's just a crazy concept. And, um, so, it's, there's so much, but yeah, Neil Adams and Dennis O'Neill is like my, that's who I go to. Like, mm-hmm. that's, and I mean, I'm probably missing so many others in my head, just not being able to think about it. But um, yeah, I, d- I would definitely, I would definitely go there for 
and then Jim Lee with anyone. Was it Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb who did um, Hush? I think so, yeah. 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 That was the first digital book I read. Okay. I think. It was like at the time I was like in the middle of nowhere, so I found it digitally, mm -hmm. legally, and um, I read that. And then I think, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had the trade back at one time. Okay. I don't know where, I think I lended it to somebody, I never got it back. Okay. Which is super common. See, this is why I need the DC Universe app, because there's just so much DC that I think I know, but then there's so much that I actually don't know and right. haven't read. Same with me and Marvel. So, like, <laughs> it's a perfect blend of, like, not knowing what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> um, so... But yeah, let's see what else we got, guys, on this live show that we're rocking here. A lot of people on it. There's yeah. a lot of gaming going on right now. A lot yes. of people buying comics. It's a great atmosphere here today. It really is. No, everyone's staring at us, which I think is hilarious. But hey, for a snowy day, I mean, what's the yeah. thing of anything better to do? Right? Quotations right now. Snowy. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. It's Dirty cloudy, but it's like nice and yeah. weathery. <laughs> um, Oh, wait, there's old notes. I was looking at old notes. I'm like, wait, wait what? Hey, speaking of my old notes I have on here, um, what's up with game night? Yeah, I uh, haven't really heard much about that. Um, I know some members maybe want to actually do like a potluck somewhere, Ooh. bring some food, do some gaming. Um, I've been meaning to pick up the uh, Marvel deck building game, which looks like a lot of fun. Um, I played the Harry Potter one with my girlfriend and her brother, and that one's a lot of fun. That's interesting. I don't think I've heard that. Uh, so basically, uh, you're building a deck of like uh, of heroes and whatnot, and uh, it's turn-based. And uh, there's some examples. If you don't catch the villain in time, yeah, you, the villain can like quote unquote escape with hostages, hostages and whatnot. Yeah, it's. I'd have to look more into it, but it, it sounds like a lot of fun. This is why I wish Brody was here, um, because he is the table, he's the ga game guy. Okay. Um, he's been like my DM in almost every D&D game I've played. Uh-huh. And like, we do a bunch of tabletop games and stuff. We went to uh, we went to the Wizard World uh -huh. and actually set up and started playing games. Really? At Wizard World. They had a whole section though for it. It was really fun. But um, we played here too for a while. We were playing uh, Smash Up on Comic Book Day. Okay. But, um... So it's kind of fun, but different. But yeah, I don't know much about tabletop games. I'm not very good at them, but like, I try. Okay, yeah, that's fair you enough know. then. I, I dabble. It's not very good. But um, so, yeah, Potluck would be really cool. I think if we could all get together one day. I don't know where we would have it. Um, I guess at maybe someone's house, if they don't if mind anything, having a bunch of people. If anything, I'd be willing to host whatnot. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I guess we can do it at my house, but like, I don't have the smallest, I don't have the largest, like, place. But, I don't know, we'll figure it out one day. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, tabletop game is still in the works, um, like everything in the world, of when it relates to this. Um, so, yeah, we dabbled in conversation. It's been about 30 minutes or so now in this dabbling. Let's, um, let's jump into your um, some movie talk. You saw Captain Marvel. Uh, yes, it was awesome, amazing. I have. Let's spoil the it. entire movie for everyone. Oh no, let's not spoil the entire movie for people. <laughs> the cat dies. That's all you need to know. I haven't seen it. I have no idea. Uh, for those of you who are who are really interested in the cat, the cat has been getting a lot of hype. Uh, basically, the cat does steal the show. I'll tell you that. Um, 
I will refer to the cat as Chewy instead of Goose. I think it was dumb. I can see where they went with it, but because she was a pilot. Yeah, she was a pilot, and it was definitely based off of uh, Top, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I'll just be jokingly salty about that because I've always loved the cat as Chewy, not as Goose. The cat was Chewy in the comics or what? Uh, yeah, so okay, in the comics... I know nothing. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Spoil it all for me. <laughs> so, Kale is a big Star Wars nerd. She, she tells us right then and there that she loves Chewbacca and that's who she names her cat after. Makes sense. For yeah. companion. Yup, yup. Uh, she has a sidekick. Uh, wrote a girl named Kit. Uh, Kit has a mom. Uh... They eventually live in the Statue of Liberty because of stuff that goes down in New, uh, in New York. Uh, Kale has her own apartment, though. Uh, Kale has quite a bit of history, I will tell you that. Is this in the comics or in the movie? This is in the comics. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, she's had uh, escapades from uh, going binary, which basically means she can go nuclear. Like, like as a nuclear bomb. Is that why, like, you see her in the posters or whatever? She looks like she's going Super Saiyan? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's in a binary form. Okay. Uh, her first binary appearance was actually seen in Uncanny X-Men. Oh, I'm blanking on the number. Is she a mutant? Or just in there? Uh, she's just in there. Okay. Uh, Once again, nothing. Yeah, no, I know nothing. <laughs> uh... She got her powers from a machine called the Psyche Magnetron Machine, which is a creed about machine that's like a wishing well that can... Basically talk louder. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Psyche Magnetron Machine is basically a Kree, and the Kree is like an alien race. It's basically a wishing machine that can pump out anything that's been developed by Kree science or Kree people. Okay. So uh, after that explosion, since she was with uh, Marvel at the time, her DNA was fused with uh, Marvel and the uh, the energy from the machine. So, hint the name Captain Marvel. Yeah, yep. Marvel is it Marvel then? It's or is Marvel. It Marvel? Yep. Okay. Uh, so once Marvel uh, died of cancer in the eighties, yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, she became Miss Marvel. So she was that from around. Uh, so I remember like Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so she was Miss Marvel from then until around 2014, when she uh, finally decided to take up the, the uh, mantle of her pre- of her successor or predecessor, which, whichever one came before. <laughs> her predecessor. Her predecessor. Yep. Hey, I honestly don't know. I'm the worst. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then in 2014. The person after that took up Miss Marvel. So okay. now there's a Miss Marvel and a Captain Marvel. So there's a new, different Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yep. New, different powers? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. The new Miss Marvel can like basically enlarge herself or shrink herself or like have like super stretchy hands and whatnot. So she's plastic man. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Plastic girl, pretty oh, much. Plastic yeah. girl. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's interesting. Yeah. I, I really should go back and read some of that. Yeah, uh, the early, like, 60s stuff is really the, the best place to, like, get, oh, it like, goes back of, that far. I yeah. suppose I was just reading it goes back, like, in the 60s when they trademarked it. Yup, yup. I just had to have this conversation with someone at work. Okay. Um, they're like, 
I heard something about Captain Marvel being a like, DC character, da da da, but Shazam, and I'm like, no, actually, I explained the trademarking purposes of when DC bought Captain Marvel. Right. Like, the dude character was created, like, Shazam character Captain Marvel was created in, like, 1939 or something. Yeah, there was, like, a whole lawsuit in Yeah, there's a, when they bought it in the 70s, it was still the name, so they had to, they couldn't use the name and the title. Right. But they still, could still call the character in the book. Right. Something like that. It was crazy weird. It was interesting because during the pre-show of what I saw on Captain Marvel, uh, they actually had a whole bit on the whole Captain Marvel like lawsuits and everything. So it was, it was interesting. I didn't know a whole lot about what had happened. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, uh, Captain Marvel was... Uh, the most main enemy is uh, Yon Rog, which is a, a Kree general, I want to say, Kree commander, uh, who's basically had a vendetta against Marvel, like in the 60s and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still finding issues about Captain Marvel, uh, still getting, like, getting into a character and whatnot. I mean, that goes the same with any superhero character yeah there's just so much more you can learn about them right more stories and whatnot especially characters that go back from to the 60s or before even a little bit after like through the eras comic characters change yeah it's just that's how it is right a lot of the main concepts will stay the same like Clark Kent was always a Kryptonian well no not always no like he originally just was a very strong man Mm -hmm. um and that's a whole thing I was listening to reading on. But like Batman, Bruce Wayne is always he was always an orphan. Right. His parents died. That's pretty much not like I think when that happened like issue twenty eight Detective Comics. I think I think so, yeah. Or when did they give him the origin story though? Oh, I don't even know. Because he came out at Detective Twenty Eight. Detective Twenty Eight, yeah, that was yeah. his first appearance. Yeah, and then what, I can't remember the issue that they gave him in Origin. It wasn't far after. I don't think and so, And that was no. Bill Finger who did that, I believe. Right, yep. Um, Bob Kane and Bill Finger yeah. were his creators. We'll, we'll just say Bill Finger, because yeah. we know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's came out. Um, so that's, that's, that's definitely a thing. But, um... Uh, yeah, but yeah, the movie Captain Marvel. Yeah, let's really... go back to Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. We're gonna <laughs> That's jump okay. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, good. It's basically an origin story for the MCU in a whole, pretty I hate much. Origin stories, though. I... Does it work? It works though. Like, Does it work like Deadpool work? What do you mean? Okay, Deadpool is the greatest origin story ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't like an origin story, like as I say, it's not like everything up. Okay, so it's a linear... Is it linear yeah. or does it bounce? It, it's linear. It's okay. linear. Yep. So, uh, the theater I saw the movie in, it was actually really cool. I saw it at the Elmo Draft House in Woodbury. Um, most movie theaters just have surround sound on, like, two sides. Elmo has two sides and the ceiling was surround sound. Crazy, though. So, like, there was plane scenes where it literally felt like you were inside the plane as the action was going on. That's awesome. Yeah. I what Josh is doing right now. Like, he should be at the AMC here in Roosevelt. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen an IMAX or not, though. I don't think yeah. they have one. Hello, people. Hello, people. What did you get? What is that? It is Pokemon Cookbook. Ooh, I'm actually That's jealous. So cool. <laughs> I'm looking at Pokemon Cookbook right now, and it's got Pikachu on the cover. And, like, a rice cake? I don't even know what that is. Some sort of... Japanese rice, I think. Probably. He would like those made every day for him at lunch. Huh. You told your school that. 
That's pretty nifty. That right? is actually really cool. That's super cool. As we take a break right now to look at a cookbook. <laughs> Go figure. That's adorable. You gotta describe it for the podcast. Yeah, I'm good. I don't have to. I'm the host. <laughs> That, that's literally what your job is. So that <laughs> no, that's my like... co-host's job. It's not my job. Oh, it's, so it's my job Obviously. now, eh? <laughs> Look at these sushi. They look like pe uh, Pokeballs. Oh, that's delicious. There's cheese in the center. Ooh. It's like rice, and the rice is dyed red. <laughs> and the rice on the other half is dyed white. And it's like cheese in the center. Looks like bento boxes or whatever they're called. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. It's Pokeball Sushi Roll. So we're back in both Captain Marvel and spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's been no spoilers. <laughs> I'm trying been, to keep it spoiler free. <laughs> um, these are awesome, Xavier. This looks very exciting. Look at how cute that is. I really like the Pikachu sweet potato. <gasps> Look at the meal. Yes. <coughs> these things? Yeah. It's a sweet potato? Yeah. That's crazy. You just mash it down. Chimichar apple cake also Ooh. looks pretty solid. It does look solid. Oh, here's the recipe as far. Huh. Japanese sweet potato. Go figure. Ooh, delicious. Oh my goodness, look at that. What? Those things are adorable. Oh. I don't know what it They're is. They're swine ups. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Here you go. What'd you get? Don't you have she that book? changed comics. I do not have this book. The cover looks familiar. I have the mailman, which has a very similar cover, but it's oh, a novel. That's right. What is that? This is about um, various... Gotta talk loud so they can hear you in the Here's podcast. the talk louder sticker. Okay. <laughs> uh, about various women in comics and how they kind of changed the industry and when they were accepted and the types of things that they wrote about. Um, is the artist part the writer? It is just a composition of stories by various people so it's kind of put together awesome by nice. cbldf i don't know what that is image, image? Mm -hmm. like it, like image comics published it oh that's awesome oh interesting cool that sounds like fun so, everything from superheroes to abortion is covered in this book. I just saw the Death of Superman cover. Yeah. And then the Dark Fred Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Mm -hmm. The two things I pick up will figure. <laughs> during uh, Death of Superman, DC Comics basically was ran by Louise Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> Like she, wanted to kill Superman. <laughs> she wanted to kill Superman. Can't blame her. Yeah, uh, it made for a good story. It made for a good story. Like six movies. Yeah. But, but she actually <laughs> had one of the biggest, um, during the Bronze Age when she was in charge, she also had one of the biggest expansions of the company, um, what they wrote about, who they sold to. Which was a huge part, like, right before that they were dying. So that's really cool. Look interesting in learning about that. Cool. So we are at the 42 minute mark and this is pretty much when we're going to take a break for a little bit. 
and then we'll get back with a few new segments. So talk to you guys in a little bit.